This is the weekly podcast for Connection Community Church for Sunday, October 11th, 2009. Located in the Middletown, Delaware, we are dedicated to connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. For more information about Connection Community Church and our ministries, please contact us at www.connectioncc.org. If you seek a relationship with Jesus or would like prayer, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. On behalf of the entire Connection family, we thank you for listening and pray that you are blessed by God's message. The year was 1973. I was eight years old. My family was gathered together to celebrate the 50th wedding anniversary of my grandparents, Alan and Miriam Brown. This was a pretty big party. You see, my dad was one of eight children. So four of his siblings, a sub-team, were in charge of planning this event. And the family came from all over, up and down the East Coast, aunts, uncles, cousins. And we came together that day to celebrate this glorious event. It was great. We all had smiles on our faces. We shared stories. We ate good food. And the kids, like me, had fun running around, hiding under tables, and doing all the things that kids love to do. And in fact, here's a picture of that moment in time when we were gathered together for that family celebration. We were team united. A great-looking bunch we were. There I am, sitting in the front. Okay, so however, right, as it would go, like many pictures in time, they don't always tell us the complete story. What the picture does not tell us is that as a direct result in the team planning of this event, a family split occurred. It went so deep, it took another 25 years years to heal. So that day, we became separated in spirit. We became extreme team untied. Now, this is an extreme example of teamwork gone bad, and it happens to the best of us at times, and it certainly grieves God when it does. Well, my name is Lori Brown, and I'm the pastor of Spiritual Formation. Would you pray with me, please? Lord God, we just thank you for waking us up this morning and bringing each and every person here today to worship you and to hear the word that you have prepared in advance for us to hear. And Lord God, we just pray that our hearts are open and that we are changed and transformed by the message. And we just thank you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today we kick off week two in the I Serve series. And we're going to look at church as team. And as we do this, we're going to be asking ourselves throughout the morning, whose team do you serve on? Team United or Team Untied? And I'd like to assert that we, you and I, that we all serve on the overall team called Connection. And as one team, 
we are made up of many sub-teams. So, for example, there's a greeting team. There's small groups. There's ushers, parking lot, finance team, prayer team, praise team, care team, angel food team, you know, ministry teams. The list goes on and on. So connection, of course, is God's team. And we are one of God's many sub-teams, churches, that make up the whole kingdom team. So again, the question for us today is whose team do you serve on? Team United or Team Untied? So let's begin by asserting that everyone gathered here today, you and me, and even those who, for whatever reason, are not here today, that we are all part, as I said, of the same team. And you might even be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. I'm here, but I didn't sign up to be on the team yet. Well, guess what? You're on the team. Or maybe you're thinking, you know what? I'm here, but I'm sitting out in the bleachers. I hate to break it to you, but you're on the team too. Maybe you're even thinking, you know what? This is the first time that I've walked through the doors. Welcome to the team. We are so glad you're here. You might not have known this, but the mere fact that you walked through the doors today automatically qualified you for the team. You see, that's one of God's, that's one of our first rules. Everyone who shows up is on the team. Got it? Great. (laughs) All right. Now, as all good teams go, they have a playbook or a training manual. And our training manual is, of course, God's word, the Bible. It contains everything we need in it to play the game. Now, I'd like to stretch our thinking a little bit here and assert that you were actually born to play on this team. Even if it's just for today, and even if that sole purpose was just to worship with us here. You see, God does not make mistakes. God chose you to be born into this very fabric of time. God has a specific plan and a purpose for each one of us. And God could have had you and me born in any time period, past or future, or place, Delaware, California, Zimbabwe, And God chose us, connection, to be here in this time for a very specific purpose, plan, and kingdom assignment. So if you have your training manuals with you, turn to the book called Ephesians. And here, in chapter 1, verse 4, we are told that he, Christ, chose us, all of us, in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And we read a bit further in chapter 2, verse 10, that we, you and I, are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. 
which God prepared in advance for us to do. So the connection team consists of Jesus, who's the head coach, Alan and Carrie, who are the team managers, and we, all of us, the body gathered here called Connection Community Church, are the team players, and the Bible is our training manual. And in that, in chapter 1 of Ephesians, verse 22, we read that God placed all things under his, Jesus' feet, and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So we are the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So Connection's overall divine mission is to connect people with Jesus in the life he offers. And we've been brought together, recruited by Jesus, as Scripture tells us in Ephesians 2.21-22, through 22, that in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple of the Lord. And in him, you too are being built up to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Notice the emphasis on being built up. We are a work in progress. I hate to break it to you, but there are no perfect churches. At least until Jesus comes back. (laughs) So to summarize, okay, we're on team connection. Everyone's on the team. Jesus is the head coach. Alan and Carrie are the team managers. We are the teammates. The mission is to connect people with Jesus and the life he offers. And we are a work in progress and are being built together into a holy temple where God lives by his spirit. Everyone clear? Amen. All right. Now that we know who we are and what we're doing, we can now look at how we might be able to work together more effectively as a team as we seek to do our kingdom assignment that's already been prepared in advance for us to do. Now, this is not to say that we don't already work together well now. It just means that maybe there's something more we can learn about being team as church today from Paul's letter that was written to the church in Ephesus. And I wish we really had time to read the whole book and discuss everything. It's like a great little book, six small chapters. You can read it in about 30 minutes, and I encourage you each to do that later. Well, we're going to focus on chapter 4 right now, verses 1 through 16, where Paul, the author, is instructing and encouraging the church. He urges them in chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, bearing, be patient, sorry, let me start over. Live a life worthy of the calling you have received. 
Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So Paul encourages the church to be humble, not proud, to be gentle and patient, not rough or unkind, that we should bear with one another in love. Now these are team values that help us become united instead of untied. They help us keep in the forefront what's important as we seek to accomplish our mission. So just imagine if we live this out, bearing with one another in love through disagreement, failures, mistakes, miscommunication, misunderstanding, hurts, hardships. I gave an example earlier in the beginning of teamwork gone bad with my family. Now, I really believe that if they they had put the family team values in the forefront of that planning, that things would have turned out much differently. And connection has a great set of team values. They're called our core values. And in fact, they were in the bulletin a couple weeks ago. You can also find them at guest services or on our website. I encourage each of you and especially connection sub-teams and small groups to review these core values and discuss them together as a team, what it means, like how it can help us be team, do our kingdom work together when we live by these values. So Paul encourages us to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And Jesus, our head coach, is, in essence, the bond of peace that holds us together. So in order for us to maintain unity of spirit, we must allow Jesus to work through us during trying times. For example, during those times when we would rather be right instead of giving in, or when we become self-justifying, self-righteous, or just plain stubborn. Now, stubborn. That's the one that gets me the most. I throw my little secret, or so I think, little temper tantrum. I could actually tell you a couple stories from last week, but we don't need to go there right now. I usually scream inside, saying, you can't make me. You can't make me do that, or whatever it is. And I think on those days for me, Jesus is the bit in the mouth of the horse that gently steers me back on the trail. So the point of all this is that we're to value unity of spirit above getting our own way, being mad, suffering in silence, or whatever it is for you. So Jesus, right, as the great head coach he is, he gives us everything, everything we need, all the resources we need to succeed in our kingdom assignments. He gives to each one of us a measure of grace and the spiritual gifts necessary to do the job to get our kingdom assignments done. 
We read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, that to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. That's why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people, you and I. Now, we've each been given gifts, grace, and a team assignment that contributes to the building of the whole. In verses 11 through 13, we read that Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the whole body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So Jesus gave gifts to each one of us, even the person who's sitting in your seat. Got it? He gave each of us at least one gift for the good of the team. And there's not a single person in here without a gift. And if you're not sure what your spiritual gifts are, we have a great class called Network to help you discover your spiritual gifts, your personal style, and your God-given passion for serving in the body of Christ. And the next class is November 7th. You can sign up after we're done here. Now, Jesus specifically gave these gifts, listen to this part, for the purpose of equipping God's people, you and me, for what? For works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Now, notice it's only when we step into serving the act of being a servant that we're built up. It doesn't happen any other way. We have to get on the field. We need to find out where our playing position is, and there are many and varied. And this means that we show up for practice on Sunday morning. We try different positions until we find our niche, both inside and outside of the church. We just don't play the game here. We allow Jesus to be our trainer. We learn to step into servant service opportunities as they present themselves. And this might even mean stepping into service when we notice something not being covered, and even when it's not our own position or job. So last week we talked about the anatomy of a servant. And this is where we get into action. We use our spiritual eyes, ears, hands, feet, knees, and there are opportunities everywhere. Now, this does not mean that one person or a few people do everything. We share the load. Remember, we are a team. So here's a great quote from Wayne Cordero's book, Doing Church as a Team. It's not one person doing a hundred things, 
That's how pastors and ministry leaders burn out. It's 100 people doing one thing each. And that's not only possible, that's how God created us. So let's all read this together. It's not one person doing a hundred things. That's how pastors and ministry leaders burn out. It's a hundred people doing one thing each. And that's not only possible, that is how God created us. So as we step into our servant roles, the body is built up. And we become mature both individually and collectively. And it's here that we together begin to experience the fullness of Christ. So we experience the fullness of Christ when we come together in our servant roles. When we do this, our touch and our reach goes far beyond our walls, out into the community, into our workplaces, into our schools, into our families, and the bond of peace that we operate under brings light into a hurting world. And we sure need that right now. Well, maybe you're thinking, you know what, I'm new, and I'm a little uncomfortable putting myself out there. And I get that. And... There are many behind-the-scenes positions that are available for you. And I encourage you to find out with your gifts where the best place might be to serve, using your gifts, your talents, prayers, presence, and witness. And just contact one of us. We'd be more than happy to help you find a great fit. Or maybe you're thinking, you know what, I don't have time to serve like others. You know, it's true, some of us have more time than others, and we should serve accordingly. Again, I challenge you, if you haven't found that fit yet, to find something that contributes to the building up of the body. You might be thinking also, you know what, this is all good, but I've tried that, been there, done that, I got knocked off the field. Well, sometimes that does happen. We do get injured on the playing field, and we need time to heal. And we should encourage, I encourage you to take that time if you need it. But sometimes what there is to do is to realize that all we need to do is get back out on the playing field. And maybe the position that we were in, like it's not available anymore. Well, there's still many others to choose from. So when we serve together, this is the great thing, we're left with a promise. In Ephesians 11 through 16, that reads, Then we will no longer be like infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So notice it says, as each part does its work. 
Every position and every player on the team is important to God. And we thank God for each and every one of you. And if you have not already done so, if you can take the time to discover how God wants to use you now, because he does, for the building of his kingdom, I encourage you to do that. Or maybe you're already on the field, right? You're on the field, but you haven't found that exact position yet. Well, keep looking. I promise you, it is there. And then finally, you know what? Many of us, some of us, right? We've already found that perfect position. And if you have, that is so great. We encourage you to walk alongside your teammates as they discover the same. So as we close here this morning, I'd like each of you to grab the hand of one of your teammates. We're all connected together. All right. So, Lord God, we just thank you so much for each and every one of us. And, Lord God, we just thank you that you have given each of us grace and gifts to do the work that you've called us to do. Lord God, just help us walk alongside each other as we work towards the building of your kingdom to experience the fullness of you in our lives, out in the community, in our schools, our workplaces, our families. And Lord God, we just um, pray a blessing that this week, as each of us goes, we will be that, we will take the bond of peace with us and be light out there in the world. And we just thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly message from Connection Community Church. If you would like more information about what you just heard, or if you seek a relationship with Jesus, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. You can also find out more about our ministries and upcoming events on our website at www.connectioncc.org. Thank you again for listening, and may this be the greatest week of your life.